My brothers and sisters, as has become our practice, let's pray. Father, I pray, we pray in agreement with you as well as with one another, making petitions and requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages through the podcast that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. We pray in agreement for Mandy Williams, Missy Marr, as well as my great niece, along with the young woman who I love like a granddaughter. There's also the two gentlemen, one who's here in the state from Trinidad, as well as the one who's still there. We pray for others who are also under physical, mental, as well as emotional and spiritual attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. We ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Also, Father, we thank you that you continue to allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of those for whom you have moved so mightily. We thank you for each and every one who's seen and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make requests to you, Father, that my family, as well as each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousand generation, Jesus, should you tarry. And finally, Father, we continue to stand in agreement with the Washington family and New Birth Ministries in Violet, Louisiana, as you made the axe head float so that it would be recovered. Father, you will allow your son to be recovered as well. If you cared about an axe head, how much more do you care about this situation that this family and church members are going through at this time? We make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello to each of you. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing with you part two of the message entitled, After the Storms, Then What? For those of you who recall, last week God spoke to us concerning Paul and all of the men who were on the ship. They reached the island of Malta, or Malita as some versions have it, safely. After they reached the shores, the islanders built a fire for them because it was raining and cold. There was a snake driven out by the heat of the fire, and it, it attached itself to Paul's hand. God spoke to us and said that it's the anointing on our lives, ministries, families, etc., that will cause the enemy to raise its ugly head and try to attach itself to us. 
However, our Father ministered to us that we should not be tricked by these attempted attacks into going back into a battle that God has not ordained for us. We cannot allow the words or actions of others to cause us to enter into struggles and skirmishes that we aren't supposed to fight. Just as Paul did, shake it off. Shake off the negative words, deeds, and actions of those who want to see your downfall. Shake off the ill will, animosity, jealousy, and hostility the enemy will use in an attempt to bring you down. See them as the snakes they are. Again, I say to you, shake it off or it will have the very effect that the enemy has plotted for it to have against you. Last week, God reminded us that Paul did not panic. He didn't scream, cry, or have any reaction to that attack other than to just shake it off. The last thing we want is for the snakes around us to bring us back into what God has just brought us out of. If we shake it off, we will have no ill effects. The classic Amplified Edition reads, then Paul simply shook off the small creature into the fire and suffered no evil effects. Don't fall for the tricks of the enemy and end up in hardship and distress because of his evil. In the King James Version, the word harm is used. It says that Paul suffered no harm. That same word is used over and over in the word of God as that which is wicked or evil. It's used to identify a thing or spirit as being troublesome, damaging, or destructive. We can't allow someone or something to bring aggravations, injury, and devastation into our lives and futures. We will not allow what they say or do to have an effect on us. Shake it off. If we shake it off, we will not suffer the wickedness and evil of the enemy. We won't experience the ill effects that the enemy has intended. We won't have to deal with the repercussions of our poor reactions and negative responses that we will later regret. We've all heard of people being dismissed from their jobs. One of the terminologies from my generation is they got fired. When the enemy sends his snakes at you, Fire it. Paul threw the snake into the fire. He fired it from the job or assignment it had been given against him. Dismiss, discharge, throw it out. Give Satan his notice that he's no longer employed in or against your life. Throw it into the fire that's already been prepared for it. Shake it off into the burning sulfur, which is where God intended him to be from the time of his rebellion. After going through all that we have in order to pass the test, get through the storms, and win your victories, you cannot allow the enemy to fill you with his venom. Remember, you are a winner. You've won the battle, passed the test, and weathered the storm. So don't allow the enemy to take you back into what God has just brought you out of. At the beginning of this year, I shared with those of you who listen to the podcast that God has been ministering to me through dreams. 
although that in itself is nothing new to me. However, it's only been recently that he's been using these dreams to minister through this podcast. On February 24th, which was Saturday morning of last week, I had another dream. In this dream, it seemed as though I was in a store quite similar to the hair and beauty supply shops that are so common here in the U.S., It was a small store, but it was full of unopened supplies on shelves and stands, all in cellophane bags. It seems that I knew the owner of the store and was helping out by putting one pair each of sandals into white plastic bags. Of course, we all recognize these plastic bags as the ones we receive our items in after purchasing. I knew that these sandals were not going to be sold, but given to various individuals. Although there weren't an awful lot of them, I was trying to keep count, but for some reason, possibly distractions, I kept losing count. Someone came to where I was sitting and I showed them the sandals that were for me. However, none of the other sandals that I was putting in bags were like mine. My sandals, in my opinion, were a very cute little strip toe style with a big black jewel right between the big toe and the one next to it. There was also a leopard print on the straps across the insteps with part of the strap being a bright red patent leather. I saw children in the store that were playing around, but I didn't have any interaction with them and I had no idea as to whose children they were. Now let me share the interpretation that our Father has given me. Shoes or sandals represent our walk. Remember, sandals were very, very significant in the Word of God. The first time the Lord spoke to Moses, he told him to remove his sandals from his feet. When Boaz went to the near kinsman concerning Ruth, he gave him his sandals as a sign of covenant. Jesus told the disciples, do not take a purse or bag or sandals. This was because in the ministry or walk that he had assigned them, they were to trust him for their needs. Throughout the word of God, sandals carry significance. As I just stated, one of the greatest significance is that shoes or sandals represent our walk. I believe our Father is saying that those who have been able and will be able to come through their tests, battles, and storms will receive a new walk, a new assignment, either with their present ministries or perhaps even new ministries. I realize now that the reason I couldn't keep up with the count is so that no one would be able to place a limit or an amount on the number of people who have succeeded in their battles and passed their test. It's a situation where we will never know how many did, or for that matter, how many didn't pass. Again, sandals represent our walk with the Father. They represent ministries and development to higher levels and greater heights. For those who will be receiving the sandals, it will be like the Israelites that God spoke to in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 13. The first two verses read, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, 
the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. I remember one of the first messages I preached in ministry was from this chapter and these verses. However, it was not a matter of the blessings in Deuteronomy 28 that I focused on, but that one little two-letter word, if. Everything that God has promised us is contingent on that one word. From time to time, I've heard people talk about false prophets. They call them false because what they said didn't come to pass. However, we must remember that in order for the word that God has spoken into our lives to occur, we must follow his commands and obey his will. One cannot and should not expect God to fulfill their needs and desires or even what he has spoken if they do not obey his word. It's if we obey. Selah, pause and think about that for a while. It's contingent on our wholehearted obedience, and that's only a part of what he wants from us as his sons and daughters. It's only a part of what must be in place in order for us to proceed, advance, and move to the next level in the body of Christ. God spoke his blessings upon Israel through Moses, but it was with the stipulation of obedience. When God said to fully obey, it means wholeheartedly. Then in John 12, 26, Jesus said, whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. The sandals that were to be given out represents honor, not just any honor, but one that the Lord God himself will bestow upon us. These honors represent a step up in the kingdom of God. When we have faith in our Savior as we should, when we serve and follow him as we should, the Father himself will honor that person. When Paul and those on the ship left the island, it says that the people honored them. Obviously, it was what God was doing through the islanders. If there had been those who would have gotten off the ship and went elsewhere during the storm, they would not have received the honors. For those who gave up or will give up during their storms and battles, it means not only have they failed the test, but neither will they receive the honors. Paul told the soldiers not to let the sailors use the lifeboats. He said they all had to stay together if they all were going to survive. They stayed together and they all got the honors together. They didn't just get supplies, they were honored as well. God is also saying to us, that he allowed me to be in a store of unopened supplies and see all of these unused goods in order for his sons and daughters to know that he has everything we will need for the journeys ahead of us. They're there waiting for us for when we need them. And believe me, there is a lot. 
I have shared on more than one occasion that I truly live by faith. That means I have no idea as to how or when I'll receive what's needed for month from month to month. I consider myself to be a very responsible person with no credit cards, very minimal cable, and so forth. I must depend on our Father to fulfill His promise to me as I fully and wholeheartedly obey Him. With every dime that comes to me, whether Social Security or through other means of blessings and love of others, I am a faithful tither and a cheerful giver. Having said that, I know that each and every month, God has supplied what I need for the journeys ahead of me. He has never, ever failed. What you need for your journey may not be financial, but whatever it is, if you pass this test and come through these storms, God will see to it that your provisions are met. Remember, when Paul and the others left the island, the people on the island supplied them with everything they needed for their journey. Again, in the Amplified Version, it reads at the 10th verse, they showed us every respect and presented many gifts to us, honoring us with many honors. And when we sailed, they provided and put on board our ship everything we needed. There are so many who have not received the honor and respect that they deserve from those around them. Paul, although he was a Jew, did not receive respect or honor from other Jews. For that matter, neither did Christ. But for us, my God shall supply not only all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, but he will cause us to be honored and respected in ways that we never expected. He will supply us with what we need for our journeys. He will continue to give us the strength, the finances, the wisdom, knowledge, and whatever else may be needed for what he has ordained for us to accomplish. We must remember that the island was named Malta or Melita, which is interpreted as honey. God told us last week that we were headed for that sweet place in him. God promised Israel that he would bring them to a land of milk and honey. In 1 Samuel 14, 27, it says that Jonathan tasted some honey on the end of his staff. When he ate the honey, it strengthened him. One of the things that God will provide us in that sweet place in him is strength. And finally, in the dream Remember I said there were children playing in the store. They were definitely not my children or anyone else's that I could point out. These kids were not looking at items in the store, so therefore they were not intending to purchase anything. They were just playing around, running back and forth, running up and down. However, I believe that God is saying that the children represent those in the body of Christ who are still playing around. 
There's still those who are being foolish and refusing to grow up. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the Peter Pans in the body of Christ. These kids in my dream weren't bad children. They weren't being loud or obnoxious at that time. They were just being children who no one was paying any attention to. They weren't being handled, controlled, or managed properly. And when children aren't being attended to or handled and taught appropriately, eventually they will become unruly, loud, and obnoxious. And so it is in the body of Christ. These are the ones who in actuality won't begin or start off as sinners, but yet because they are not being taught, led, or guided as they should be, eventually some will become rebellious, sinners, as well as backsliders. Therefore, they will never become who and what God has ordained for them to be. Their ministries will never be fulfilled. The marriages, finances, children, and so many other things in their lives will continually be under attack. They will become loud, speaking in blaring and resounding voices with no maturity, growth, or understanding. These will be those, yes, in the body of Christ, who will speak loudly for others to hear while speaking totally wrong. These will be the ones who are speaking loud, getting the attention of many and drawing them into false and erroneous teachings while developing absolutely no true relationship with the Father. They'll have religion, but no relationship. These are the ones who are referred to as talking loud and saying nothing. There are some in the body of Christ who just don't want to grow up, be responsible, or serve Christ as he has ordained. Unfortunately, for these types of Christians, they will not be able to receive the honors, respect, are supplies for the journey that God has ordained for their lives. They will not be able to shake off the snakes that will attach themselves to them. They will not receive what they need to continue to mature and develop to higher heights in the Lord as those of us who have not only survived the storms, but who have also been able to pass the test, develop, grow, and become stronger during the storms. Yes, we've won the battles, we've weathered the storms, and we've passed the test. And now we shall move to higher heights and positions in the body of Christ. It's those of us who have achieved, held on, and continue to believe in spite of the attacks and battles who will be honored and supplied with what they need to go forth in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at ameeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-E. T-E-E-A-G-L-E 
at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.